0: Hello and welcome to episode number five of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. I'm Lindsay Blair, I'm the editor of these3rooms.com and Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine, or KBB magazine for short, and thank you for joining me. This time I'm setting a zen vibe and imagining those glamorous gorgeous bathrooms with a freestanding bath as the main focal point. I know this type of bath is a popular addition to the old home design wish list but what I want to know is whether beyond their good looks are they actually practical and that's the question for this episode. There's no doubt they look good but do they work day to day? Let's find out. If you are a regular podcast listener, you know how this works by now. But I'm going to tell you anyway, it would really mean a lot if you go on to your podcast provider, rate and review this episode. I love to know what you guys think. And then don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. To help unravel the pros and cons of the freestanding bath I'm joined by Jo Sangster who is the senior bathroom designer at Ripples in London. Hi Jo how are you? Hi I'm good thanks how are you? I'm very well thank you very much the sun is shining here today. Absolutely it is here which is lovely. Right so let's dive right in shall we? The pun was totally intended there let's dive right <laughs> into freestanding baths. Now when I think about a freestanding bath I'm sort of picturing a really beautiful bathroom with a really relaxed zen sort of vibe and it's really calling me to have a good soak and I'm sure a lot of listeners will have seen those beautiful bathrooms with a freestanding bath in there and really thought oh I'd love that. Where do you think the popularity of the freestanding bath comes from? So I think the freestanding
1: bath it is that sort of hotel, that glamorous sort of feel, a bit of elegance, be it that more classical or that more modern, but it is that kind of ultimate sign of luxury. It steps us away from kind of the more standard, built-in, clinical sort of style bathroom and just gives you that wow that you see all through magazines and Pinterest
0: I mean, there are lots of styles available, aren't there? I mean, traditionally, you you would think about a roll top. But I mean, there are lots of different styles spanning sort of more traditional to really slick and contemporary now.
1: I mean, there's so many different styles, even within just that sort of classical range. You've got different options, but, you know, you do go through all the really classical up to kind of the ultra modern to the very unique ones that sometimes almost don't even look like a bath.
0: Now, I'm going to caveat this conversation by saying that I'm actually more of a shower person. So I'm going to see when we get to the end of this chat whether you've convinced me somewhat to to embrace the bath. But I, I, I do agree that that sort of freestanding bath does exude a luxurious feel, and it does really call to you to sort of get in and makes you feel like you're in a bit of a boutique hotel. But when you think of a UK bathroom, typically you think about a fitted bath with a shower over the top. That's probably the most typical setup that we're used to. But is a freestanding bath actually the original choice of bath before fitted baths were even available?
1: Absolutely. Way back when, your bath would be that sort of classic tin, copper sort of bath in front of the fireplace. So absolutely, the traditional is where it has all started, that freestanding style And actually it's still a really popular option looking at all those lovely tin traditional baths you see, uh, copper baths which are on the market at the moment and are a really, really popular choice with
0: clients. We'll come on to the styles available a bit later in in our chat, but let's start with the practical because, you know, the first time a bath looks great, but the question of this episode is, is it actually practical? So... When I think about space, how much space do I need if I want a freestanding bath?
1: So I mean, typically your freestanding baths are on average around about 1600 to 1700 millimetres in length. So they are about the same footprint as a built-in bath. However, you do want to obviously have a bit of space around them. Obviously, one, to enjoy the fact that they are freestanding, but also to clean around them. Even if you are lucky enough to have your own cleaner, we don't want to be spending our time cleaning bathrooms. So you do need to think about
0: that practical element there. So in terms of the space, you know, could you put it up against a wall? If you have a fitted bath already and you're thinking, I'd actually love to have a freestanding bath, do you have to have space around the perimeter of the whole bath?
1: Not necessarily around the whole perimeter. It does ultimately depend on personal preference and also the style of bath. Generally, I would, on average, when discussing with a client, look to have some space around the whole perimeter. Normally, around about 80, 90 millimetres is a good amount of space. You want to be able to get that hoover or a mop or something down there to be able to clean all those nasty corners around the edges.
0: Okay, what about if I have a small bathroom? Can I still have a freestanding bath in there, or you know, what are the options? Of course, you can. So there are some fantastic smaller baths
1: out there. So being obviously based in our London showroom, we do, although have some lovely properties up in London. A lot of the bathrooms are much smaller than you might find find outside of the capital. So you can find those sort of smaller fifteen hundred, even up to sort of fourteen hundred freestanding baths. They tend to be a limited selection, but they can work in a smaller space. Ultimately, it's expressing to your designer who you go to that your freestanding bath is kind of that ultimate dream for you. And they will be able to then have a look at the space and hopefully make that dream come true for you.
0: I hear from a lot of homeowners who, you know, a freestanding bath is often at the top of a wish list and I think it's that sort of aspirational part of a bathroom that you know if you stayed in a beautiful boutique hotel or seen the images on Pinterest as you mentioned you know it's that sort of real luxurious thing and often I hear them being put into adults only bathrooms you know you might have the family bathroom where the kids are allowed but the freestanding bath is designated to the the bathroom where you know it's your little
1: haven It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a bathroom is a complete and utter escape from like the real world. You don't necessarily have to take any technology in there. If you've got children, again, if you're lucky enough to have your own bathroom space, that is the space that you would normally be looking to put in a freestanding bath. It is that luxury. It is that adult feeling in the bathroom rather than obviously a fitted bath surrounded by maybe all your bath toys, rubber ducks, bathroom products you can have that ultimate luxury.
0: Now if I think about the hotels and the Pinterest pictures that I've seen you know the bath is often in the center of the room or it's got lots of space around it or even sometimes in the bedroom uh, which is a a trend that is really sort of you know just lovely but there's lots of practical requirements that go with all of that so where do you think practically speaking is the best place to put a freestanding bath in a room?
1: So ultimately, you can have the bath wherever you want in the room. It is just considering where your plumbing is going to go. So unlike a standard fitted bath where most of the plumbing will go over floor level, it's very easy to get it where you want to go. With the freestanding baths, it does need to go generally underneath the floor. So the consideration needs to be made there. They do look absolutely amazing of, like you say, in the centre of a bathroom, if you're lucky enough to have a bathroom that big. I wish myself, Um, or like you say, that hotel sort of feeling where you get the lovely freestanding bath at like the foot of the bed and it just has that glamour about it. Um, It becomes a real feature, but there are practicalities to consider with that.
0: I think that's the thing, isn't it? So these images are beautiful um, and it totally is achievable. It really, really is. But when you look at a freestanding bath, there is the danger of thinking, Oh I don't need any plumbing with that but obviously you do because it's all really hidden isn't it and you kind of wonder where are the pipes so where where actually are they do they come from the bottom how does it work
1: Yeah so most of them will come from underneath um so you do need to, some of them will have a plinth on the base so if they're floor standing they might have a plinth which will obviously hold like sort of hide all the pipework where it's going So, it is like I say, it's all hidden. It's not just obviously your pipework for the bath. You also do need to think how are you going to fill the bath? So, if you have a bath in the middle of the space, you are going to need a tap of some form. So, where will that be placed? How is that going to be run as well? And ultimately, where are you going to put your product? So, if you have a bath in the center of a bathroom or in a bedroom, do consider where you're going to put your bubble bath, your glass of wine, your cup of tea, your iPad, which a lot of people do take into the bathroom and watch some TV while they're there. So having things like a little table, a tiled ledge around the bath, that is definitely
0: something we would always consider. I mean, you mentioned taps there. And I think, you know, obviously you can't have a bath without taps. So you really need to think about if you are placing the bath that's, you know, not against the wall, if it's a little bit further into the room, you have to think about where are the taps actually going to be placed. You might not be able to mount them on the wall.
1: No, and ultimately a lot of the wall-mounted bath spouts aren't actually necessarily long enough. So there is obviously a variety on the market. However, if you are setting your bath away from a wall, consider the length of the spout. Is that going to reach far enough into the bath to fill it? The joy with the freestanding fittings is obviously you can place them anywhere. And that again is personal preference. Do you want to always be sitting at the same end of the bath? Do you want the bath suitable for two people? So then you consider, do you want the fittings in the centre or at one end? Do you have a lovely view that you're going to be looking out on and you don't want
0: uh, the bath taps
1: to be in the wrong place?
0: So when you talk about freestanding, you mean sort of floor-mounted
1: floor, absolutely floor mounted and you can still obviously have a hand shower on there which is so important and something we recommend to all of our clients you've got this lovely beautiful bath you need to clean it you don't
0: want to be using a bucket and sponge yeah I mean a hand shower is invaluable isn't it really when you're cleaning I think that's probably the most useful part of you know if you're thinking about maintenance it's so easy to just rinse it off Absolutely. You know, all of your bath products,
1: even if you're in the bath and want to sort of rinse off your hair or anything, or if it is isn't a family
0: bathroom, obviously a hand shower for bathing children. And the taps in the centre, I mean, you, you alluded to that. Don't put the tap necessarily at one end. If you're going to put your head there, it's not going to be very comfortable. Exactly.
1: Central, I would say, is the most common position. It tends to be that we move it off to the side if. Maybe there isn't enough space to have it central just because you're trying to fit it into a small space. You've got a view that you don't want to block or sometimes people do want that tap to become a little bit more of a feature. So if you have this fantastic product, it may be a lovely finish that you do also want to become a feature alongside the bath. You might move it to perhaps the front corner so then you can see it and appreciate it.
0: Now, you mentioned family a couple of times. Now, I am going to come on to that. But first of all, I want to talk about the scenario where you've got a bathroom with a fitted bath that might be coming out, but that fitted bath has got the shower over the top of it, which is a common design scenario in the UK. What are the options for freestanding baths? Can you have a shower over it or does it just not work?
1: So, yes, ultimately, you can have a shower over it, it just becomes a little bit trickier. So there are freestanding baths on the market that are designed to go slightly more against the wall and you can fit what I call like a standard glass shower screen over the top and obviously for showering. You've then got your more traditional option, which is everywhere. A lot of people see and it looks beautiful, which is where you've got the curtain ring over the top, either round or oval, And then a lovely, beautiful shower curtain. So nothing like you would pick up off Amazon, cheap sort of curtain. You want a nice weighty curtain. However, there is then the consideration of that curtain degrading over time. How big do you need the curtain to fit all the way around the bath? And ultimately, how is that going to look when the curtain is pushed away? Is it going to block too much of the room? is it going to end up actually becoming more of a hindrance to you? So like I say, although it does work, it's not something we would normally recommend if you are more of a shower person than a bath person.
0: So really, if you're going to go for a freestanding bath, you know, you have to be a, a good bath fan. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about I am a shower person, as I said, but standing in a freestanding bath with a shower curtain all the way around, I just have visions of that, you know, that, classic sort of cheap shower curtain scenario where it's sticking to you and it's just sort of
1: cocooning in on you absolutely yeah it's not the most enjoyable showering experience you want to enjoy your shower so yeah if you like a shower have a separate one or go for one of those options where it is designed to have a shower over the top
0: Thinking practically, there is a, a thing that often comes up about freestanding baths and having one installed in a bathroom, and that's to think about the floor. And I know there's some sort of different opinions out there about whether you should uh, or whether you need to reinforce the floor if you're having a freestanding bath. I mean, is there any truth in that? What's the What's the guidance in terms of making sure the floor is stable enough to hold the bath?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there is some guidance to it that. There is some truth to it. So if you have a cast iron bath or even your really modern contemporary stone resin baths, they can be very heavy. So it's not just the weight of the bath you do need to consider. It's also once you've got water in there, once you've got a person in there, is your floor going to be strong enough? So yes, absolutely. Do consider that with whoever is installing your bathroom or if you are, doing a new build have something built in just so there is some added strength into the floor there are so many beautiful baths out there that are made of a very high quality acrylic so it's nothing like what they used to be out there where it's kind of quite flexible quite bendy that's really solid
0: they won't have the weight to it like you would with a solid bath I mean, you're right, there are so many different choices available and cast iron, would you say, is probably the heaviest type of bath that you can have?
1: I'd say so, yeah, absolutely. But ultimately, it depends on the size. So you could have a massive round stone resin bath that's 1300 millimetres round, which is going to be huge. It's going to be take three to four men to get into the space that is going to be heavier
0: than your sort of cast iron standard size bath potentially. I mean, you you need to think about access as well, don't you? You mentioned, you know, a few, few guys carrying a bath into the space. You need to think about the practicalities, not only of the floor and whether it can hold it, but whether the doors can actually are large enough to get the bath in in the first place. Yeah. I mean, we have
1: had a client before, we actually had to take the window out to get the bath in. They were doing a big job the windows came out the bath went in it was the only way to get it into the space so it is something we would always consider when we're doing the site survey if they want a large freestanding bath how do we get it into the space most of them can turn on their side and they will fit through a standard door it normally tends to be the staircase which causes the most issues if there's going to be one
0: you mentioned uh, um, the vast array of choice available when it comes to the designs of a freestanding bath and the different materials. I mean, it is such a, a large array of materials, stones, resins, the cast iron, as you mentioned. And then throw on top of that, the different colours that you can have. And you can, there's almost, a, well, I think it is an endless array of colours. You can have colour match to a lot of baths now. So you can literally paint the shade of your choice if it's matched to you know your wallpaper or your tiles or whatever how do you even begin to navigate that vast array of choice that is available
1: ultimately you need to decide first of all if you're going for more of a classic or a modern look that then sends you down either direction that you want to head so normally with the more classical We do a lot of the painted finish on the bath. You can then tie that in, like you say, with uh, wallpaper, furniture, if you've got panelling in the bathroom, or you can just pick a completely different colour just to become that focal point. It is ultimately also going to be down to price point on the bath. So there are, as well as different material choices, different style choices, there's also different price points. So a freestanding bath can become quite an investment into the room. So that is where your choices may be
0: affected. What sort of budgets are we talking about? You know, just to give me a rough idea of what type of material or what style of bath sits at what end of the spectrum.
1: So you're looking at your starting price point is going to be your acrylic baths. So again, be they modern or more classical, you're normally looking at starting price around about sort of £1,500 for a good quality bath. On top of that, you would then have your fittings. When you go up to your stone resins or your cast irons, you're starting at almost sort of double that. So sort of the three to
0: three and a half thousand. So if you're set on having a freestanding bath because you've seen this, you know, amazing bathroom in a magazine or on Pinterest, you know, you really need to think about the bath as that wish list item that you need to allocate the budget for, really. You do.
1: And you can sometimes spend exactly the same amount on the fit if you had freestanding fittings as you would on the bath. So that is also a consideration. Oh, wow. Okay. So the taps could effectively cost the same amount as the bath. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you do want to keep those to a good quality because you're going to be handling them all the time. You don't want them feeling wobbly, especially if they're freestanding. You want
0: something nice and sturdy. So take me back to a more traditional style house, you know, that kind of classic modern bathroom look with the wall panelling. Um, that's a really popular look at the moment. What sort of style of freestanding bath would you put in that sort of room?
1: So normally we'd be looking at something like the freestanding floor floor mounted boat bath. So that gives you a beautiful classic shape. You've got a bit of detailing around the base of the plinth and you can then have that in a painted finish. You could leave it white, just to keep it light and fresh, or you could be going for it in a copper or a tin or a nickel finish,
0: just to add a completely different feel and drama to the bathroom. And then, would you put kind sort of the claw foot bath in that in that space as well, or is that something that you're seeing less of? Absolutely, you can go for those claw
1: footed baths. They do give you really nice sense of space in there because you can see the floor running all the way through you've got different options for the feet as well so you can tie them in with the color of your brassware. you could go for a painted finish ultimately they're not my favorite mainly because you can see the pipework underneath so that is a consideration to be made Uh, I just like the style of them being onto the floor I feel it's a little bit more classical but a bit of a modern
0: twist on there I think that's, that's the thing to mention, isn't it? That you can personalise a lot of these baths to suit your scheme. So if you do want feet, you can actually personalise the feet as well, can't you?
1: You can. I mean, you can personalise anything. So you really can kind of have that mix. You can even twist it up and put a modern bath in a classical setting. There are no rules out there that say you you can't do it. It just
0: comes down to what vision you've got and then for us to make that happen. I was going to ask you, what bath type you would put in a more contemporary setting you've suggested what you might think works in a classic bathroom scheme but then if you're saying there are no rules I guess that answers that question but you know for the sake of balance and for the sake of argument are there certain freestanding bath styles that just lend themselves better to a more contemporary bathroom yeah so contemporary bathrooms the classic is
1: that lovely white, freestanding, almost that sort of egg-shaped bath. They look beautiful. If they're not fully, fully down to the floor, so they've just got, like I say, that nice egg, so they're just touching the floor, they do give it a sense of space throughout, a bit of a lightness. They just have that beautiful style to them. You can also get those in colour finishes now, so not just unpainted on the outside, but coloured all the way through, so you could Go for a lovely grey or green or or even that beautiful dusky pink that we are
0: seeing everywhere at the moment. Oh yeah I love the different colours available the dusky pink is sort of the new neutral isn't it? It is and teamed with sort of your satin brushed
1: golds I love that and if I had my choice that would be what I would have in my room.
0: Oh okay interesting. Now we talked a little bit before about the trend for a bed not a bed in a bath, sorry. A bath in a bedroom, um, which is very boutique hotel, isn't it? How do you make this work in real time? So
1: you do need to consider flooring. So what flooring are you going to have in your bedroom? We wouldn't recommend, obviously, the bath sitting directly onto carpet or even natural wood unless you are very careful. So obviously there is going to be moisture and you do have to think about extraction. So a hot bath in a bedroom, you are going to have steam building up. So consider, do you want an extractor in your bedroom? Maybe a nice plinth. So don't have it sitting directly on the floor. So you can then have your carpet or, like I said, all your wood running through your bedroom, which is going to be much nicer underfoot than tiles. But then go for the bath on a plinth with perhaps the tiles and there may be some nice mood lighting around just to soften it so you can then have that nice relaxing bath.
0: Oh that sounds lovely. Yeah. So I've been transported to a hotel already. Absolutely. All you need nice light chandelier over the top. Beautiful. Well I say that but knowing me I think that would basically become a vessel for me to put my folded laundry when it comes out of the the washing machine I would probably do the same
1: it would just be like having that chair in the corner of your bedroom you put your dressing gown on it your clothes everything
0: yeah looks great but you've got to be really disciplined in terms of keeping it tidy you have yeah I wouldn't be that person (laughs) so let's go back to the bathroom let's that you know if you really want to create that ultimate sort of hotel vibe you can have the the bath in the bedroom but let's take it back to the the actual bathroom which is where most people will probably want a freestanding bath let's be honest if you're putting a freestanding bath in a, a, a space that's used by the family and you've got little ones is that a practical option i'm thinking about the splashing and if you've not got that splash back as tiles on the wall is it actually practical So splashing
1: is a real problem. Obviously, we all know it's lovely. Kids love having a bath. There is going to be a lot of splash. So we would still tile around the bath, especially when it's going to be in a family bathroom. This is where actually having a bath perhaps on feet could become a quite practical element if you want a freestanding bath in a family bathroom. So what you can do, what we have done before, is much like you would fit a shower tray where it's tiled over the top, you could fit a drain underneath the bath. So that can just have a little tiled in cover so you barely see it but any water that does splash out of that bath area will then naturally drain away so you don't have water sitting on the surface. Would you have to then waterproof that area of the bathroom a little bit like you would a wet room? Yeah, so you would need to have that tanking kit that would come with it. The installers would just need to make sure that they do tank that area. Ultimately, they should be any wet areas in the bathroom anyway. There will be a certain level of tanking that will go into that. It's just adding in that extra step, like you say, like you would in a wet room. And underfloor heating, another element that can help. So underfloor heating running throughout the bathroom... That will then help to dry up any excess moisture, especially in those little corners. Um, And also considering shelving or little alcoves or hidden storage that all those family bath time things can be put away. So when you do want to go in there and have your quiet time at the end of the day, once the kids are in bed, you can then hide it all away. You're not having your relaxing bath with like a toy boat sitting next to you.
0: Now, I'm going to completely throw a spanner in the works here because what you can get, I think you alluded to it earlier, is a semi-fitted bath, which is fitted to the wall, but it the front of it looks more like a freestanding bath. Is that something that you would recommend or something you've used in a bathroom scheme? Yeah, so I've
1: used it a couple of times. Again, both classical and contemporary, there are the options out there. Uh, we go back to when you are showering over the top, That's when they're great. They normally have that ledge on the front so you can put it against, put a screen on it, put it against the wall, tile down to it. It then does give you that look without then the, I guess, the downsides of a freestanding bath. So you get the best of both worlds. It's just getting it fitted, I guess, in the right space. So something like that is definitely something to put into the corner of a bathroom, suits
0: those smaller spaces. And I want to go on to talk about the material of a bath. The copper bath is probably the most traditional style that you would think of. But there is a rumour that you might lose heat through it. Is that true?
1: No. Well, I say no. No and yes and no. So there are obviously certain materials are going to lose heat a little bit quicker. Ultimately, where you lose the heat in your bath is the top surface. So if you have a very large bath, you've got a large surface area on the top, the heat, you are going to lose that quicker. The copper baths are designed to be used as a bath. They are, like we said right at the start, they are your sort of traditional option. Back before we even had bathrooms, your copper and your tin baths. So they are still a very practical option. There's just a little bit more maintenance to them. So what sort of maintenance are we talking with that then? So they are going to come, normally, a lot of them will come with what they call like a lacquer on it to sort of protect the copper, but they are going to tarnish over time. So if you want to keep that high shine look, it will need some polishing over time. Obviously, you need to be careful with the products that you're using in them. So your bath salts and you don't want to be dyeing your hair in a bath, in a copper bath. So do be careful. Do have that as a consideration. You can get the copper baths, which have, say, like an enameled interior. So then it does become a little bit more, I guess, family friendly, easier maintenance. And some people do decide just to leave the external of the copper bath to age and patina over time. So it gives you that softer, more natural look.
0: That's really beautiful and that's a, a trend that's sort of growing, isn't it? That sort of organic feel and letting the materials just do their thing and you get a really beautiful aging on there. It is. It's that sort of rustic farmhouse kind of style. Yeah, beautiful. Now in terms of materials, is there a material that you'd say is the most popular to to choose from? absolutely so I think the
1: most popular is still the acrylic baths ultimately down to choice on the
0: market and price point as well okay so like all things you know you really consider the budget and as I said before if you really want that wow bath then that needs to really become the first thing you budget for it does and it needs to become
1: a focal point of the bathroom as well if you've invested that much money in the freestanding bath. You don't want it just to be hidden away. You want to create a feature out of it.
0: Now, when should you admit defeat and just realise that actually due to whether it be the size of your bathroom, your budget, or just you've realised maybe isn't practical for you, when should you admit defeat and just say, you know what, it's just not for me?
1: I think for me, it ultimately comes down to space. If you are going to have a freestanding bath Tucked between maybe right at the end of the bathroom under the window, say, or in the corner, you've got no space around it. You're never going to get to appreciate the fact it is a freestanding bath. You want to be showering, showering over it two, three times a day if it's the main family bathroom. That is personally when I would admit defeat and go for a fitted bath. But a good designer can make a fitted bath look great. So you can have a shower screen that will fold away. You can have nice, like we said before, nice alcoves around it, lighting, nice tiling textures. So you can make it a feature without having the freestanding bath element.
0: This episode is about freestanding baths. And if you are able to have one and this episode has just confirmed, yes, I definitely want a freestanding <laughs> bath in my bathroom. What's the what's the secret to getting it right? I think the secret to
1: getting getting it right is considering everything so it's getting the right style for your bathroom it's considering how you're going to use it it's creating a feature but yet being practical about it it is kind of all the elements we've touched on a good designer will get it right they will consider how you're going to be using it they will tie it into the rest of the bathroom as well so what you don't want is just a bath in there because that's the bath you like And it just doesn't work with any other elements in the space or it's taking up too much
0: room and then
1: it's compromising your basin or anything.
0: Now, I think that's a good place to bring in my last question, which is what I end every episode with. And it's the golden rule for bathroom design generally, and also the biggest mistake to avoid. What would you say to those?
1: I think the biggest mistake to avoid is trying to shoehorn too much into your bathroom, So we all have dreams of everything. So double basins, freestanding bath, lovely big shower, sometimes less is more. So getting a balance between all elements, the size of everything in there, and still having that flow throughout the space, nice lighting, you're
0: going to have a beautiful bathroom.
1: You're not going to have any regrets.
0: And what about the golden rule? You touched on it earlier. What's your golden rule for bathroom design? Speaking to a good designer is my golden rule. (laughs) Definitely. Being a designer
1: myself, of course, that's what I'm going to say. But we look at bathrooms all day long. We've seen every single scenario out there. We know what works. We know what products out there. We can take your inspirational images and make it work in
0: your space. Now, I'm interested, how many times does a a homeowner come to you with an inspirational image of a freestanding bath and then actually doesn't end up having one in their bathroom?
1: I think actually it's quite rare. I would say maybe out of all the people we speak to, maybe only one or two a month or so would have that dream of the freestanding bath and ultimately it's just not going to work. Generally, we
0: can make it happen. Brilliant. Well, that's, you know, that's great. And that gives everyone out there hope. If you are thinking, I want a freestanding bath and wondering whether it is practical, well, speak to a good designer and I'm sure they could make it work for you. Absolutely. Well, Jo, it's been lovely chatting to you and we haven't even discussed fitted baths. There's just so much bath talk to cover. Uh, so we'll have to do that in a future episode. But some great advice there. And if your wish list includes a freestanding bath, I'm sure that's helped you decide whether it's a good choice for you and your bathroom. So, Joe, thank you so much for joining me today on How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. So I really enjoyed chatting to Joe at Ripples there and like with anything that we have in our homes really you need to start by thinking practically and as this episode title attests to you need to figure out whether a freestanding bath is actually practical for you, your family, your space and the way that you live day to day. As well as that, you also need to think about how you're going to get that bath into your space. How are you going to get it up the stairs, through the doors, and then is it going to be easy to clean? It's really important to think about all of these aspects before you spend a chunk of your budget on such a statement item. So I think it's really given us some food for thought. As always, if you do have any questions and want to get in touch, you can email me on hello at these three Don't forget to follow at KBB Magazine on all social media channels. Plus, please go on, rate and review and share this episode with anyone that you think might benefit from it. And I look forward to having you again on the podcast very, very soon.